Okay, okay. we are good. Okay, so um, will I count you in, Philip? Yeah, count me in there, yeah. Okay, three, two, one. Welcome to Let's Get Social with me, Philip Twy for the Curly Marketer, Social Media Strategist and Management. And me, Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. So if you're confused about social media, or not sure what channels to use, well, we've got you covered on. Let's get social. So Emer, wonderful to hear your beautiful voice once again. How are you doing since we last talked? I'm good. That's really tweet of you to say. Boom, boom. That's... I'm the joke teller, Reamer. You know, you got to leave this off. <laughs> who's, who's oh, the- <laughs> uh, you know, I thought I'd start off on a, you know, a light note there. And, but again, I hope you and everyone out there is safe and sound because, you know, with all the social distancing, it's the best strategy for all of us, especially on this show. But, you know, it's great that we can do this, you know, remotely and still have a bit of fun, as they say. So, yes, I'm good. Still home but making the effort to get out there for some fresh air, clear the head, as they say, and burn a few calories. As you know, a healthy body is a healthy mind. Well, absolutely. And uh, speaking of a, a healthy body, I've taken back up cycling again. Uh, so I now Have get up you? Yeah, 20 ah. past six in the morning, I get on the what? bike and I, yeah, 20 past six in the morning. When all the, kid, when all the kids <laughs> are asleep and I cycle 10K. And uh, yeah, I, I'd... Um, my legs don't know what it, what's hit them. To be perfectly so, honest. are you are you doing the tour of Ratoth? Yeah, I was going to say yep. that. Yeah, <laughs> the tour of Ratoth. But Emer, I'm not going to keep you in suspense for much longer because once again, your favorite part of the show has has now come upon us. It is the social media joke of the episode. Okay, um, tell me you're going to keep this one short and actually sweet. I will keep it short and sweet. Okay. Um, so here we go. Um, Emer, did you know that yesterday I made a joke about organic reach on Facebook? Did you? Did you actually? I did. And unfortunately, nobody got it. Oh. It's really bad, isn't it? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and as I always say, if you find today's social media joke engaging and would love more of them, I don't. But anyway, um, I have no choice. You guys do. Um, You are in luck. You can catch Philip's previous social media jokes and indeed our other shows by hopping on our podcast on the Let's Get Social show on Podbeam, iTunes, Spotify, and on the Dublin South FM website. Yes, Yes, you can. Uh, These jokes are gold. So uh, so definitely tune in to get all of my my best ones so far. Um, Mm -hmm. Today we have company. We've got a very special guest uh, with us. Um, we're joined by Madeline Sklar and I will be perfectly honest with you, Madeline is for me a bit of a social media hero because when I started my Twitter journey about three, four years ago, um, I took a plunge to send Madeline um, a video uh, tweet uh, to say how much I enjoyed her content and how much she inspired me. And she was one of the first influencers to ever tweet me back to say thank you and to wish me every success. And it really inspired me. And if you don't know who Madeline is, she's a serial entrepreneur, community builder, a leading, world-leading Twitter marketing expert. Um, she's passionate about teaching people how to achieve rock star results with their social media. 
Um, you know, her motto is very much work smarter, not harder. And she very much lives by this and teaches it to others every day. She's kind of over 24, digital, 24 years digital marketing experience, 15 years social media marketing under her belt. And she's been ranked number one social media power influencer in Houston. Huffington Post named her as one of the 50 most follow women entrepreneurs. And Search Engine Journal named her one of 50 incredible women in marketing to follow. And I definitely agree. If you want to know Twitter, you definitely need to follow Madeline. So Madeline, it's myself, my name is pleasure to welcome you to Let's Get Social. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. I love to talk about Twitter. So we're going to have a great conversation. Absolutely. We are indeed. But before we say start the ball rolling, um, Madeline, I always have to say, what did you think of our social media comedian? <laughs> and I want to see if you can trend above him. <laughs> I'm not much of a jokester, but you know, that was a cute joke. Um, I, I have one too that, that, you know, you might find funny. I actually find it funny. And so I, I figure it must be pretty good. <laughs> so uh, we'll see what everybody thinks. So I'm trying to get in shape. So every time I schedule a post on social media, I do 10 push-ups. Ooh. And I'm already getting buffer. Boom. <gasps> oh, nice I one. love it. I love it. Oh, I, I, think done, should, I think we should keep you, Madeline, and we'll give that, that the day funny. off. <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good. Uh, you should use that the next yeah. time you're at yeah, Social Media Mart World. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. We love it. Um, I think that's a uh, one deal to you, Madeline. Uh, yeah, you blew definitely. Me out of Thank yeah, you. Yeah. You blew me out of the water there. Um, <laughs> well, listen, I suppose, you know, if, if our listeners don't know, today we are obviously talking about Twitter, you know, one of the original powerhouses of social media. And I suppose, Madeline, really to kick it off, you know, when and how did you get into Twitter? Oh, gosh, I started Twitter back in 2008, and it was... Uh, during South by Southwest Interactive. So it's it like, you know, when and it, and that was kind of new at the time too, where uh, South by Southwest in Austin, Texas is known for this big, huge music conference slash uh, festival every year in March of each year. And they added this component of interactive and it really was evolving into a lot of digital marketing information that gets out. And that particular year, it was March, 2008, the big, there's always like some big buzz tool or app or something. And that year it was Twitter. Everybody was talking about Twitter. So I checked it out and I'm like, this is so for me because it was all about the short bursts of information, you know, 140 characters. I love that because I've always been into short form posts. I was mm -hmm. blogging since 2000. So I'd already been mm -hmm. blogging for many years and my blog mm -hmm. posts were always short to the point, no fluff. That was just the way I love doing it. Mm -hmm. And Twitter just seemed perfect for me. It just seemed like a perfect match here. I can just, you know, have these short bursts of information to share, get my point across quickly and easily and move on. And so I, I fell in love with it immediately. I just knew this was the best network for me to be on. And I just, I'm amazed that it is a network where you can get on there and connect with anybody, no matter how influential they are. If they're yeah. using it, you, yep. you have the ability to connect. I've chatted with rock stars. I've chatted with, you know, CEOs and VPs. I've even ch uh, tweeted with Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, wow. which was really amazing several times I've tweeted mm. with him. So that's something you just don't see on other 
social media platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I have to say, I, my favorite channel is Twitter. And um, uh, because I don't know, maybe I just like, as you say, the short burst, say what it is. You know, um, the only thing I don't like about Twitter sometimes is you, you go and put a tweet out and you go, oh, I can't edit it. I, ho- I can't wait for the day that they can edit the, the you know, your tweet. <laughs> your tweets. That would be a great day. Yeah. But listen, I was reading one of your blogs um, and this kind of got me thinking a lot of people when they're starting out, a tr- starting out they're, they're wondering how do you start a Twitter account from scratch? So like talk about images such as profile and header images, say for example, what should a business consider when it comes to their images? Yeah, it's really important to have the right images in place so that people really understand who you are and what you do. So many times you go on a Twitter profile and you look at it and the visuals make no sense. And I think because people just aren't really giving it a whole lot of thought. So it's really important to have a really good profile picture that represents, you know, if you're a personal brand like myself, it's going to be a good headshot of me. So when you see it, this is who I am and and you'll be able to recognize me. So if I'm at a conference or an event, you'll be able to spot me in a crowd. That's always the smartest way to do this. Too many times people put a photo on there that does not really match Mm-hmm. their their brand today and then of course if you're a if it's a business account you want a logo but you have to make sure that it fits properly into the specs that they give you and with twitter you know it's a small circle so sometimes you know a logo that is you know horizontal that just goes across may not fit properly so you may have to have your logo modified a bit so that it fits well in there so people can can really see who you are and also making sure you use the big header image at the top uh, we get this huge space i call it like our real estate where we can really showcase who we are and what we do and it, it is a large image 1500 pixels across by 500 pixels tall and too many times I see people not take advantage of that. And mm-hmm. I make sure that I show people like, look at mine to get ideas, go look at other people in your industry and, and use that to figure out like, what can you do to make your stand out as well? Super important. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it can be fair to say as well, Madeline, that you can use that, that sort of that big header image to, um, uh, say particular time periods uh, to even highlight and maybe an offer and with some visuals drive people to maybe your bio link and stuff and that be fair i've seen that being done very cleverly on t- absolutely Twitter. yeah there's a lot you can do with that for sure yeah because i I, th- I think a lot of business kind of feel that they can't seem to change it or they shouldn't change it that's you know we can only do one image and set it in stone for the next 20 years as opposed to no you know keep it fresh you know, and absolutely. You're, yeah. you're, you have the ability to change it however often you want. There's no restrictions mm. on this. If you wanted to, you could change it every day. Let's mm. say you're doing some kind of a challenge this week and each day there's, you know, a different component to it. Why not change it to match each day? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's going a little uh, you know, above and beyond what most people do, but you do have that ability to change it as often as you want. Mine has not changed much because I still do the same thing. I mean, mine just has my name big and bold social media power influencer blogger podcaster twitter smarter chat house people see that and they can immediately identify who i am and what i do and it's it's big and bold too many times people will just put up a photo that makes no sense to anyone yeah and you look at and you go okay are they trying to be artsy there's no text it's just a a photo what Mm. is this what does this Mm. mean yeah and you're doing yourself a disservice because 
as you all know, you know, we all have a very short attention span. And so when you're scrolling through, you're looking at profiles, the ones that stand out, you're going to stop and take a moment. Mm-hmm. And if yeah. it's not standing out, you're, you're not going to waste your time on it. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, like, like something that myself and Emer always harp on about, and we've said it on, on the radio show, um, on numerous occasions across the different channels is about your, say, optimizing your bio, you know, and your Twitter bio is, is a very important aspect, you know, and what would your tips be when it comes to making the most of your, your Twitter bio? Well, the bio is extremely important and you definitely want to stay away from trying, trying to be cutesy and just having a one-liner. Uh, that used to be really common years ago and mm-hmm. it's like the worst thing you can possibly do because what you put in your bio can help people find you in the search. So you really want to be thinking about what words you're using and make sure that they're good descriptive words and, and things that really spell out who you are and what you do. Um, and you can even put emojis in, which can make it stand mm-hmm. out even yeah. better. And one of the things I'm really excited about that Twitter did um, probably about a year, year and a half ago, when on desktop, when you go in and edit it on desktop, you can actually have singular lines. So if you look at my profile on desktop, you'll see the first line is a fire emoji, Twitter marketing expert, period. Then it goes to the next line, tattoo, Mm -hmm. worrying, social media evangelist. Like it it helps everything get broken out so that you're not looking at one paragraph that's all running together. Mm -hmm. Now, unfortunately, when you go to mobile, it's all going to be just as one. You're not going to see it broken out, but at least when people are on desktop, so it's just one little thing you can do now to adjust it so that when people are on desktop, it, it, really pops better. You can also have hashtags. And a lot of people don't realize how to properly do that. They'll either put too many hashtags in or hashtag things that aren't really important to their brand. Mm -hmm. I like to use a hashtag that's specific to my brain. So you'll see on mine, host Twitter Smarter Chat Thursdays, one o'clock Eastern. And Twitter Smarter is a hashtag I branded many years ago. And not only is it for my Twitter chat, I use that name for my podcast. I use it for one of my online courses. Uh, But in the profile because my I'm known for this Twitter chat. I mm. use that hashtag. But when I have, you know, social media evangelist, I don't want to hashtag social media. A lot of times people will do that. But that's a very generic term. And if I hashtag it, I'm basically telling people, click on this and leave my profile. And we yeah. don't want that. We don't no. want to do that. So you want to really think about, you know, anytime you have a link or a hashtag, it is a hyperlink and it will send somebody somewhere else. So um, you really want to stay away from that. You don't want every word or every other word to be a hashtag. I see too many people doing that as well. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to put in a link, like a URL to something that's very relevant. We have a place for our .com in the profile, and that's a separate place below the bio. Mm -hmm. But in the bio, I always recommend people using this, like if you have a lead magnet, you know, put that link in there and have it shortened, use Bitly or or some other link shortening service so that you can have a short link in there and tell people like, hey, sign up for my free XYZ and put the link in. I use it for my podcast. I have my Twitter Smarter Podcast, so I'm using it to link people to that so they can click on that and go directly to it instead of having to go to my .com and go try to find it in there. So little things like this can really help tremendously. Yeah. There's some really good tips, actually, yeah, because, you know, your link link is so important, you know. Yes. And, like, we've definitely seen, myself and Emer, a lot of people say – 
misusing hashtags in the bio, like hashtag their type of niche that they're in or, and exactly as you said, when, when you click that, they're taken away from their profile and they've lost that visitor nearly, you know? So, uh, so yeah, excellent tips there, Madeline. Um, actually, Madeline, you know, when you think back to when you were first on Twitter, um, I know when I first went on, I, um, I had to do my first tweet and I was thinking, oh my God, what will I say? Right. Um, if a business is starting out on Twitter for the first time, what would be a good first tweet? Well, you definitely want your first tweet to pack a punch, to say something that, you know, so you stand out. It's mm. so easy to just tweet something really random that's not really important or relevant. You know, you want to think about who's your audience, who you're trying to reach, what can I put out there that will interest them? Mm-hmm. People know me for sharing tips and advice and information on social media and especially Twitter. Mm-hmm. So I make sure that I'm posting lots of good, relevant content that helps people. So you got to really think about, you know, what is your purpose? Why are you on Twitter? What are you hoping to accomplish? And make sure your messaging fits with that. And even from tweet number one. Now, when I think back to 2008 with my first tweet, you know, back then Twitter was so new. Most of us didn't even know what we were doing. It's like, hello world, you know, (laughs) I remember me and my first tweet was not anything exciting, but you know, when these sites are new, you're just trying to figure it all out. But if I was to start a brand new one today, I'm really going to think about what is my message? Who's my audience? What am I trying to do? What, what am I trying to accomplish here? And make sure I stay on top of that so that people will, because, you know, I mean, face let's face it, there's hundreds of millions of people on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to get seen and heard. So what can you do to stand out? Yeah. Yeah. It, I think, um, I think probably my first tweet was something like, Hello, anybody there? <laughs> Some of this, you know, <laughs> does anybody want to follow me? <laughs> oh, as long as you don't start singing uh, that Lionel Richie joke. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah really that yeah. one. Yeah, that's for the basement. Um, yeah. I suppose following on then from that, from that Madeline, like, you know, um, creating a tweet, you know, it's not as simple, you know, as just putting a piece of uh, 140 characters and, and a hashtag, et cetera. You know, there's, there's a number of different facets to it. What would you feel are some of the key things that a business should try and remember as being the basics to get a tweet right? Well, one good thing is that, you know, we're not the 140 anymore. They upped it to the yeah. 280 a few years ago, which is, I, I was very against it at first because I was like, no, 140 is what makes Twitter, Twitter, you know. Yeah. But then once they gave it to us, I'm like, okay, this is actually nice because you know how you would be typing a tweet and you'd have the perfect tweet and then you're one character short of finishing it or two characters yeah. short. And you're like, oh, no, and then where can I put an ampersand? Where can I take out a, a <laughs> comma? How can I yeah. abbreviate? And, and it would be so frustrating. So, you know, then I started really embracing the fact that we could mm. get that full thought in there. So, uh, but what's so great about Twitter they got these features that are so underutilized and one of them is threads. And one of the things with Twitter, even though we usually like to keep it short and to the point, you can connect your thoughts to other thoughts or just keep a a continuous thought and thread them all together. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, there's so much you can do with the tweet to really make it stand out, really make it relevant and not have to worry about, Oh, this is not enough. I want to keep going. You literally can put your tweet out, hit the reply button, and then it just, starts the thread you create you've created a thread and you and the beauty is i could go back a week from now 
go back to that tweet thread mm -hmm. and add again. And so mm -hmm. you can actually keep a conversation alive and going right. for as long as you want. Very interesting that. I don't, like, have you seen many businesses kind of use that tactic yourself or is it? Is that not as much as I would like. Um, yeah. I found with Twitter, you know, one of the things that I always tell everybody is because people think, oh, I know how to use Twitter. I don't need any help. <laughs> I always say, you don't know what you don't know. There's yeah. so many things to Twitter that people don't know about. Mm -hmm. I yeah. say, just spend 10 minutes with me or half an hour with me, and I'm going to show you so many things you didn't realize you could do, which may, mm -hmm. then in turn makes Twitter way more fun and exciting to use. Because yeah. it's like, oh, I didn't know. A lot of people don't realize you can do threads. Um, so that, that it used to be, if you were going to do a thread, you had to do your, while you're composing your tweet before you hit send at the bottom, there was a plus sign and you'd, you'd have to hit the plus sign and add one more and then send it out at once. So mm -hmm. it like started this multiple thread, which was a little odd because I was like, oh, I don't know if I really like, you know, I'd like to be able to just go back to a tweet and add to it later yeah. instead of trying like, you know, it can be confusing when you're sitting here trying to all at once. And when it was new a few years ago, when people were trying it out on Twitter chats, like here's question one where you're doing your answer and you decide to make it all as a thread and you have like three or four tweets connected together. Mm -hmm. Some people got very confused by that. And then it became a long read and you're trying to move quickly on the chat. So one of the things Twitter did last year, which I was very thrilled about, and they never announced these things. You have to just all of a sudden, re like, oh, find them. look at this. Yeah, this is them. new. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. know we could do this. <laughs> they, they changed it up so that you literally could go to any tweet you tweeted out. You, you know, and this would actually be a great exercise for everybody to do, you know, after listening to this, you know, go pick maybe your pin tweet. If you have a pin tweet or one of your more popular tweets, click on it, hit the reply button and say something else about it and, and just give another thought. You've now created a thread. Excellent. And that is really cool. And That's it'll cool, take yeah. that original tweet and push it back up. So when people see your feed, they see the original tweet and then your new thread that you started right. below it. Because a lot of people would just leave it there and just go on and do something else. So it's, it's yeah. a great tactic, you know? Yeah, um, that's a cool tip, yeah. Talking of pinned tweets, um, this is something I see from time to time. People forget to do it um, or they leave them there for too long. So what would you say businesses should consider when it comes to pinned tweets, you know, how often should they pin? Um, should, you know, what, what is your, your guidance on that? You know, should it be every week pin updated or what's the longest you should leave it there? <laughs> That's such a good question. My very first pin tweet literally sat at the top of my profile for a year and a half. I kid you not, maybe almost two years. And when it was a new feature, it's like, okay, this is great. Now I can take something really important and relevant, put it at the top, and it's going to stay at the top until mm -hmm. I decide it should no longer be at the top. So that means every time someone goes and checks out my profile, they see my bio, they're looking at everything, that's the first tweet they will always see. So you want it to be something really good. And so years ago, I spoke at a conference, and I put up this slide of, of what I called um, my Twitter secret sauce. And it, it was just this, you know, JPEG of like, you know, my top things, be consistent, tweet every day, go through your notifications, use Twitter lists, participate in Twitter chats and engage. 
And I had this, somebody took a picture of me, you know, with that huge JPEG on the screen behind me. So I was like, oh, this would make for a great pen tweet. So I just, you know, made this tweet about that slide, my top things to do. And people loved it, went crazy for it. And every time I thought about taking it down, because I was watching a lot of my peers would only have a pen tweet maybe for a week or two, maybe a month tops, and they switched to something else. And, mm -hmm. oh, don't leave your pen tweet too long. Switch it out to something else. But I kept getting traction on mine. Yeah. And, and it was evergreen information, meaning it wasn't going to expire. Like it, it could be a year later and the same information was mm -hmm. hitting a nerve with people. It helped them. Mm -hmm. They they found a lot of great advice in it. So I kept it up for a really, really long time. And um, then I changed my tactic because about a year and a half ago, I started putting out weekly Twitter articles, my Twitter tips articles. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, I'm going to change up the strategy. Every week when I have a new article, I'm going to have it pen to the top. I'm because I'm of course I'm going to be tweeting the new article, so mm -hmm. let me pen it. So at any time you go to my Twitter profile at Madeline Sklar, you're always going to see my most recent Twitter tips article pinned to the top, and that's been working out really well for me. It's letting people see the, the ever changing content that I'm putting out. So there's really no right or wrong way to do it. If you have a really great tweet. Mm -hmm. And it really resonates with your community and it really showcases you. You can leave it up as long as you want, as long as it stays relevant and it's evergreen. You know, yeah. if it has an expiration date, you know, if it's something you're promoting that's coming up, uh, you definitely want to take it down after that deadline's passed because that looks bad. Um, yeah. And it tells people that you don't keep up with your profile, that you're having oh, outdated yeah. information. Yeah. 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 yeah the, the pin tweet is definitely something that, uh, I think is an area that a lot of businesses kind of forget about, you know, because myself and Emer, we would see a lot of businesses, they forget to have a pinned tweet and, and the same, just like the, uh, the Twitter header image, you know, that ability, well, we can't change it or, uh, you know, it's kind of almost like kind of see it as, a, as another piece of real estate or a piece of uh, communication material that when someone lands on your Twitter account, they get a really good feel as to what they're going to get or what your, what your Twitter account is about. Um, I suppose, you know, a big area of Twitter obviously is about, say, following other accounts, et cetera. Um, and, and what sort of advice would you give people, especially if they're new to Twitter, as to how to approach following other accounts, you know, uh, the tactics to do that? Yeah, I'm a big fan of following Twitter accounts. The thing about Twitter that makes it so different and unique from other profiles is I don't have to follow you in order to pay attention to you. I can just put your profile into a Twitter list without following mm -hmm. and can check up to see what you're tweeting about at any time. But following lets that person know, hey, I'm interested in you. I'm paying attention to you. Let's connect. Um, I just think it really speaks volumes. And I think it's important to do when you're new, when you're starting out, when you're trying to connect with people, the thing you want to always be doing on Twitter is engage. I mean, when people say, what's the number one thing I should be doing? I say, engage, 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 that listen and engage because otherwise it's not going to do much for you. And following people lets them know that, that you're interested and, and it doesn't mean they're going to follow back. Many times they don't, but that's okay. Uh, but it's a great way to start a conversation is to follow yeah. them, pay attention to what they're talking about and start engaging with them. Um, and, but in addition to following, I'm still a big fan of Twitter list because what happens is you start following a bunch of profiles. Now your home feed becomes filled with so much 
content. Mm. There's so much to look at. And while it can be fun to just see all these random tweets at any given time, mm-hmm. if you're following, you know, thousands or tens of thousands of, of profiles, it can get very overwhelming. So I always recommend from the start, if you can, or if you've been doing this a while, start creating Twitter lists because it's a way to really curate a custom feed mm-hmm. and you can really hone in on very specific groups of people and companies that you want to pay attention to. But it's important to spend time following and connecting first and foremost. Yeah, no, I, I would agree. Um, and I suppose like, what would your thoughts be? Because I know some businesses do fall into a potential trap sometimes of trying to automate this whole follow kind mm-hmm. of piece uh, rather than kind of maybe taking the time to do it manually. They employ maybe a service to do automatic follow, which can lead to potential spam kind of flagging, et cetera. You know, would you kind of feel that, you know, if you can try and do it personally, you know, and kind of properly engage? Absolutely. Um, they were all these third party tools out for years where you can automate so much of everything, including mm. following people, yeah. which if you're trying to just inflate your numbers, it worked great for that because yeah. it wasn't hard to do and it wasn't too time consuming and you can make your profile look great. But in the end, mm. what good is having, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands followers when they're not real followers there are people that really don't care um it's not going to do you any good i would rather have a thousand totally true fans that are interested in my message than ten thousand that you know Mm -hmm. most of them maybe followed back at one point now they don't even pay attention to their feed they certainly don't care about your message Mm -hmm. so i i think you know that's really important and, and it's best to stay away from these tools that automate um most of them have been shut down twitter got really vigilant a few years ago about this like they shut down so many of them uh because they were violating the terms of service um or trying to do their service in a very sneaky way that just you know over time twitter started really cracking down um i feel like it's best to go through twitter you know, do some searches, find people relevant in your industry. Um, is, you know, if, if you're trying to figure out, well, who should I follow? Like my industry is social media. So what I'm going to do is I, my actually first thing is I'm going to create a Twitter list of top social media marketers. And, and I'm most likely going to make it just private because it's for my eyes only. I just want to start a mm-hmm. list where I can just really watch who are the movers and shakers. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to really pay attention that each day I'm going to go to that list and look at this curated feed of just those people and look at not only connecting with them, but who's, who's already connecting with them. Who's replying to their tweets. Who's retweeting them. Those are the people I want to start conversing with. Those are the people I want to start engaging with because if they're converse conversing with them and we have the same or similar message in the same industry, well then those are my people. Yeah. So in other words, very simple strategy. Philip, Philip's on your, on your private list. Then I take it. Sorry, Emer, I didn't catch you there. I was going to say Philip's on uh, Madeline's private list there now, you know, her private Twitter list. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, he's on mine, you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, kind of like, I'm That's well known. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I don't know what list he has me on, but we won't go there. Um, no, going on then from the following you know it comes back that you get followers you know um so what tips can you give in regard to when you've got a new follower what's a a good way to engage with them 
Well, so when someone, you, you go through notifications and you see you got new followers, it, it's always a great idea to spend. Some people think it's too time consuming, but it doesn't hurt to spend time and just carve out some time every day to try to connect with them. If they followed you, you can follow them back mm -hmm. and you can go look at their profile. They'll probably have a pinned tweet, probably something that you can, you know, reply to and, and start engaging with them. Start off by saying, Hey, thank you so much for following me. I'm looking at this tweet and I love what you're saying. I love your message. That could be the start of building an amazing relationship. There's so much opportunity on Twitter. People are always surprised when I tell them that most of my business and most of my relationships come off of Twitter because I really take the time, even if it's just 10 minutes a day, if I'm super busy, still taking that little bit of time to look at who's following you. Uh, and, and this is exactly why it's important, going back to what we initially talked about, having a great profile, having a great bio, having a great profile picture and a header image. Because if you go follow me and I'm gonna go look at your profile, split second to decide is this person real is it a bot do i vibe with their message is it somebody you know what's their their pen tweet is it something that you know i can really get into and want to converse with so you really just have seconds to impress people so mm -hmm. you know you really got to spend time on your profile first and foremost get it in tip-top shape so that it attracts attention so then when you're following people they're going to take one look and then go I got to follow this person back. This person's interesting. Let me go put them in one of my Twitter lists and let me start engaging with them. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think, um, I think you're so right there. Like, because as, uh, as we were always saying myself and Emer, you know, what's the first word in social media? It's about social, you know, yeah, and right. engage, as you said, Madeline, you know, and like, as, as I found to my advantage was um, doing a, a video, thank you, or reaching out to you to say a video to say how much I liked your content. Um, um, doing replies with kind of animated gifts, just uh, which once again you do very successfully. Mm. I think it creates that sort of that 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 little sort of um, it makes you stand out, um, etc. Just kind of in relation to followers, um, is there any sort of tip or something that you might notice, or is it literally a case of you you, you can see stuff from maybe a, a bio that could tip someone off that maybe this is like a fake account or a, or a bot account or something, you know? I really look to see, you know, is it, does it look like a real photo? Does the bio make sense? Um, are they using a bunch of hashtags? You know, too many yeah. times people just do like every word or every other word is a hashtag, which to me is, if I see that, I'm moving on. I'm not going to even bother. Mm. Um, I'm looking for a bio that, that just stands out and looks real. Yeah. Um, and usually, and just going with your gut. Like, I think you can kind of look and go, yeah, this looks for real. Let me stop mm. for a moment and, and, and look at their tweets. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And for the love of, of everything, please make sure that you don't have the old uh, Twitter egg as your profile. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. the worst thing you can do. It's very yeah. important to have a real photo that yeah. shows us who you are, uh, yeah. makes a huge difference. Yeah. I used to hit, I am hide behind a Bitmoji for about a year. And it was a friend of mine who said to me, oh, you're gonna go to such, such an event and they're gonna expect her. Not you. Yeah. <laughs> but I said, she's smilier and perkier than I am. And she went, doesn't work like that. So um, yeah, so getting the photo up there is, is key because it's the first thing people see, I suppose, you know? Um, That's right. That's a great photo, Maria. Like it's a really nice professional photo that you got taken. Soft, so, uh, soft focus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I suppose like, 
you know, we had we had this conversation with Jen Herman when we were talking about Instagram and Twitter. Once again, the hashtag is very important. And, uh, you know, in, in your experience, Madeline, you know, kind of what is the hashtag and really the purpose and, you know, how best to use it for business? Well, initially a hashtag was for searching many, many years ago. Like when you did a Twitter search, it only worked if you put the hashtag symbol in front of the word or keywords. Um, over time, they changed it. So you really don't have to put the hashtag in. You can just type in whatever keywords and you can still find things in the search. So really it kind of became more about, let me create a hashtag to brand something that's my own. Mm-hmm. So for instance, uh, many years ago, I was in the music business and I, I hosted one of the longest running, one of the old, really like the only Twitter chat for musicians. And I created a hashtag for it and it helped elevate that chat as a brand. Like people over time got to see that as like as a symbol for like this particular chat that they were all in love with. Um, and I really saw the power of, of branding your own hashtag. So then years later, as I was kind of shifting to get more well-known as a social media marketer in general versus just in the music business, um, you know, I came up with Twitter Smarter. I really wanted to teach Twitter and help people better understand how to use it and did a bunch of research to find the right words that would express, you know, what I'm trying to say. Like, I want to help people be smarter on Twitter. So Mm -hmm. coming up with something like that, I mean, branding is... In, in itself is a very smart strategy for digital marketing, period. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, most people just rely on their brand name or their product, um, but creating a hashtag around it can be really helpful. So when I was first creating my, my first online course in 2013, I wanted to teach people how to use Twitter. I was already starting this Twitter Smarter hashtag. I, I actually developed it as a way of telling people, and this, this was also in 2013, I said, hey, if you want to learn more about Twitter, check my Twitter feed or just go to the Twitter Smarter hashtag and every day I'm going to share articles and tips and information relating to how to better use Twitter, how to better market on Twitter. And I've been doing this literally every day since 2013. So there's always multiple tweets under that hashtag every day. Um, And then over time, I saw the power of branding a hashtag. So then it's like, okay, let me call my new Twitter course, the Twitter Smarter Masterclass. Mm -hmm. And it just like really elevated this hashtag. And then two years later, it's like, I'm going to start a podcast. Let's just keep this brand thing going because it's working. Mm -hmm. So it's the Twitter smarter podcast and that took off and people love that. And I had plenty of people tell me your, your podcast should not have a hashtag in it. That makes no sense. People are not going to understand, but I stuck to my guns because hashtag as a brand still wasn't quite a thing yet. But I knew it would be, and I wanted it to just all make sense and be this one cohesive thing. Um, so I stuck with that, and the podcast took off and was so popular that literally two months later, I started the Twitter chat. So a lot of people see Twitter smarter, and they know me for the Twitter chat, and they think it was all about the Twitter chat. Twitter chat was the last thing I did with that hashtag. You know, right. it was just yeah. a way to connect with people, and then it became. Uh, a masterclass and it became a podcast. And then finally, let's use this to brand the Twitter chat. So it's a multi-talented hashtag. 
It is. And it can be done that way. I mean, it can be done in a variety of ways. Uh, but I think when you have a brand and you're trying to get your message out there, it's, it's a great idea to try to think of a hashtag that relates to it, that works with it, whether it's the name of your service or product or something that fits with it and and using that in your tweets only when it relates to that like you don't want to use a some people get a little carried away and they'll come up with this custom hashtag that they develop for their brand but they use it for everything mm -hmm. and you know why use it for everything i just go to your twitter feed and see everything use yeah. it for things very specific to it Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like we have hashtag let's get social show. Um, and I just think it's, you know, it says what it says, does what it's, you know, yep. the whole lot. And, uh, yep. it, and when you click on that, you'll see all the other tweets that we have done. Exactly. And, um, yep. and that's what people don't realize the value of a hashtag. It puts everything, I call it a bucket. Everything's in the uh -huh. bucket, you know, so. Um, yeah, it's archiving. It's basically archiving all the tweets related to that. Hmm. And makes it easy to be found then, you know. Yeah. Um, yes, for sure. I mean, I, although I have to say, I, I'm, I'm a dreadful one for using hashtag coffee a lot because I love my coffee. Um, I'm probably in the bottom of the, of the, the coffee bucket, but, um, you know, uh, that's what I think you have to say is use a hashtag that's relevant to you. And if you can change it into your business, use your business name, that's a win-win, you know? Absolutely. That's great yeah. advice. Absolutely. So I was going to say talking more on the, the focus of hashtags and um, events, although we're not getting too many at the moment and um, there are online events and um, this is where people get a bit confused. They should they put the hashtag in the tweet? Should they not? You know, should I put it in the comment? What should you do with a hashtag that maybe is related to the event? You know, I think it is super smart to have a hashtag for an event. Um, it's a great way to group all those tweets together from all mm -hmm. the people that are participating. So whenever an event organizer is putting something together, they really need to come up with a great hashtag that they can brand for that. It's usually like the initials of the event and maybe the year. Yeah. Uh, to like social media marketing world every year is SMMW, which is social media marketing world. And then whatever the mm -hmm. year. So for 2020, it was just 20. The year before it was 19. Um, it's a great way for people to be able to all come together and use that hashtag. And then people can search it and see all these great conversations. And I'm always telling people, hey, you know, um, find out what the official hashtag is because people will make up their own, unfortunately. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. it's really important for the yeah. organizer to be very clear from the start and say, this is the official hashtag. Mm -hmm. So people mm -hmm. know what it is. I used to work years ago when this was a newer thing. I used to work with companies that would put on events and not ever talk about a hashtag. I said, look, you've got to pick a hashtag, stick with it and shout it out to everybody. Make sure they all know because otherwise you go to an event and you're going to find people making them up and there's five different hashtags and you could be missing out on great conversations. You know, when you're there in person in an event, there's little parties going on or things happening. You may not ever know about it because people are making up hashtags because they were never told what was the official <laughs> hashtag. So yeah. it's important, you know, as the organizer, announce it official, keep announcing it, keep using it. And then if you're going to be participating, if you're a speaker, you should be using it quite a bit. And even a great tip is if you're speaking or participating in your Twitter name, 
you actually have more characters now. It used to be 25 characters, so usually you just put your name. But now we have 50 characters. They did this about three years ago on Twitter. Mm. So, right. like, if you go to my profile, it says Madeline Sklar and then a little hyphen, digital marketing since 1996. I was able to fit that whole thing in. Mm-hmm. And it's powerful because why just have just wow. Madeline Sklar? Why not have something that packs a punch? Now, if I'm going to be speaking at a conference, I'll change it to the conference hashtag. So, like, social media marketing well i'll put you know my name and i'll put pound smmw20 speaker so people can very because mm-hmm. you know the thing is about your name on twitter in the profile mm-hmm. is bold and, yeah. and you don't you don't get much opportunity to have something bolded right so that's going to exactly. automatically stand out so yeah. it's really yeah. something to think about and yeah. you'll see people putting hashtags in there and it's usually because they're participating or speaking at a conference that's coming up so that's a great strategy to use for that but then as, mm-hmm. if you were going to the event what i was saying was like you know you would say you know make sure you put the the, the hashtag in the tweet um, yes. and put it in if you're retweeting mm-hmm. put it in there as well you know so every yes. every action that you have to use twitter use the hashtag definitely because it'll make you yeah. stand out because what happens is when an event's coming together people now know hey let's start monitoring the hashtag and see what conversations are taking place and i always recommend like hey you know if it's a big event you're going to like a month out start watching that hashtag feed. You can start connecting with people and make mm-hmm. great, start building these great relationships before you even meet them in person. Yeah. And so that when you get yep. there, you could already have a full schedule of all the people you plan to sit down and meet with just by monitoring the hashtag. And also when you put the hashtag into your name, uh, when you're doing that, when people are searching the hashtag, they're going to very easily find you. It always shows the people that puts it as their name. And when you're doing a search in Twitter, um, even though you know, it defaults to showing everything, like the all, there's a, a heading where you can click on people. And when you click on people, it's going to show everybody who put that into their name in their profile, which is super cool. Wow. So that really cool. simple ways to stand out with conferences yeah. and events. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I like I would have a an event client and like we'd make a, a Twitter list of the hashtag uh private list, but kind of go to then follow all the people who use the hashtag and try and connect with them and um and find out kind of what's their excitement leading up to the event, engage them during the event and then kind of follow up with them after the event just to see what things happen. So so yeah, excellent tip there. Like I suppose moving on to say engaging people and raising your brand profile on on twitter um like for say in your experience madeline you know when say a business or even an individual wants to engage with someone's tweets that they want to maybe connect with and they've seen this person's tweets etc um you have obviously the options like retweet you can kind of uh, you can i suppose retweet with a, with a comment etc uh, like what are some of the kind of the things that you would feel like, like i personally kind of tend to like to retweet but with a comment and tag the individual uh-huh. to kind of say listen what, what would your, your thoughts and maybe some best practice on that sort of that engagement with a tweet for a business first of all it's a great question and there's actually a variety of ways to do this and they're all very different from each other most of us just hit the reply we see the tweet we hit reply and we give our response hmm. the great thing about that is when other people are looking at that tweet that the person put out and they're, they're, they're going to see all those replies. So mm-hmm. you're part of that conversation and it's a great way to be part of the big conversation. If I want to be part of the big conversation. I see the tweet, 
I hit reply. I'm adding my two cents. I can see everyone else, mm -hmm. what they said, and they'll see mine. So mm -hmm. that's, that's a big plus. Now, if you do the retweet, of course, you're just basically taking that tweet. You're putting in your, your stream. You're, it's going to be in your feed without the comment, you know, retweet with a comment. Um, people that follow you are not going to get a notification. They'll just see it in your, in your feed. Um, it's great if you're like trying to use it as an advertisement, like, Hey, I want to advertise this tweet as is from that person. Mm -hmm. um, but there's not a whole lot of value except just having it be in your feed. And I do, listen, I do a little bit of everything. When yeah. I see something that grabs my attention, I like to retweet it, but I also know I'm not going to expect to get much out of that. Like I'm not going to really see much engagement because I'm just sharing yeah. someone else's sure. information. Um, but if it's something that's, you know, like right now, you know, we're in a time right now with a lot of um, social uh, listening activities are going on in the world. World's changing dr drastically mm -hmm. right now, uh, social injustice and things. And I'll see something that really grabs my attention and I'm just going to retweet it. Just, it's almost like saying, I believe in this. I want to share it, you know, mm -hmm. so that this is part sure. of who I am. But replying, I think is the best thing you can do. If you want to be part of the big conversation, replying with the comment is great when you want people to see their original tweet as is, and then your two cents on top of it. And that's very powerful. It's, it's giving you the ability to, you know, jump into the conversation, but you're doing it in a very different way. If I'm looking at the, the original tweet and I see all the people conversing, I'm not going to see that tweet you did. I'm not going to see that you did that. Now, Twitter did just come up with something brand new, which I'm very excited about, where if I see the original tweet, I hit the retweet button, it will show me, you know, it'll, you know, normally you see the retweet, it'll tell you how many times it was retweeted. But mm -hmm. now when you click on it, it'll show you how many people just retweeted it as is, and how many retweeted it as a comment, and the retweet yeah. is a comment, it'll now show you. <clears throat> yes. I'm like, wow, finally, this is awesome. Um, mm, is but cool. it's still not a great way to be part of the big conversation with other people, because most people don't even know that you can do this, that, they, that you can see that, and most people are not gonna take the time to click on the retweet and click on the people that did the comments and then go jump into those conversations. It's usually not, it's usually a conversation starter when you re retweet with the comment by it's now in your feed, your followers can see it. And now they want to have a conversation with you mm -hmm. based on what you posted. Um, and that's still very powerful. And many times I'll see something and instead of just like, let's say like I follow the Twitter feed all the time. So if there's a new update, a new change, I want to share it very quickly. But instead of just hitting the retweet button, which is not notifying any of my followers, it's just if you happen to be in my feed, there it is. Yeah. I will retweet it with a comment and put like, hey, pound Twitter smarter because I'm trying to address my Twitter smarter community, even though anybody that follows me will see it. You know, hey, what do you think of this new feature? So I put that question in there. And so now I'm sharing this new information from Twitter. I'm, I'm putting a question, I'm putting a hashtag, my branded hashtag, I'm putting mm. a question out there. Mm -hmm. And usually that will spark a big conversation. Mm. Now, for the people that see that, the best thing for them to do is just hit reply so that now we're all having this one big conversation together collectively. Yeah. So there's so many different ways of doing this. Um, if you want to really be noticed, just hitting that reply. And, and so everybody can see you, you can see them, uh, works really well. The person you're replying to gets a notification you replied to them. Mm -hmm. If, if, I do a retweet with a comment. Unfortunately, we don't get a notification of that. We get a notification if we've had retweets, 
Mm-hmm. But it's not going to like tell us, oh, fill up, retweet with a comment. Here's what he said. Mm-hmm. I actually have to go look at my my tweets. I have to click on that retweet button mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. who retweeted with a comment. And that's yeah. one of the frustrations I've always had with Twitter. It's like, and it really kept me from using the, the retweet with comment a lot because it's like, okay, I can do this. It benefits my feed and people that follow me, but the person that did the original tweet is not going to even know I did this because mm. most people don't pay a lot of attention to it because it's not a single notification. If I hit yeah. reply, you get a single notification at Madeline Sklar replied. Here's, here's the response. Yeah. 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 I mean, um, that's the other thing I think, you know, sometimes when you want to like highlight it, you want to go and tag that account. Mm. Um, yes. But this is where it can get a little bit funny because if you don't if you don't know that person, I always think, um, are they going to go? I don't want to be tagged all the time by you know uh, Philip T- uh, Twyford all the time. Yeah, well, I'm not anyway. So when it comes to what what is a no no to tagging other accounts? Like say for example, celebrities like Madeline Scalar, for example. <laughs> I, I'm so glad you're asking this question because it happens to me a lot. And does it? You know, not really, yeah. So I'm not really sure how to address it because I don't want to upset anybody. But here's a typical scenario, and I'm not going to name names or point out to anybody. But what happens is, you know, people like to include me in their conversations. I understand that. I appreciate it. I'm honored. But what happens is, there'll be a Twitter chat, and the host will tag me in every question because you know when you do the question it's usually an image they attach and you can put up to 10 mm-hmm. people in it yeah and many times there'll be a chat that maybe i participate in once or maybe i'm just friends with the host and they've decided let's tag madeline and nine other people in every question and it's a chat i can't be at i just cannot be there mm-hmm. so what happens is when i go check my feed it is filled with a whole bunch of tweets where not only was, do I see those questions, but then all the responses because people hit reply. And when they hit reply, mm. it goes to everyone that was yeah. tagged. And now I'm having a hard time looking at the tweets of people that put at Madeline Sklar that are trying to talk to me. Instead, I'm seeing tweet after tweet after tweet of this conversation that I did not have time to be a part of to begin with. So they really shouldn't have tagged me. It's one thing if I said, hey, I'll be there. And they just want to make sure I see those tweets. Okay. You know, it's still not really, I, I personally am not going to, I host, I've been hosting Twitter chats since every week since 2011, been doing it a long time. Mm, I will wow. never tag someone just to tag them. Mm. I tag if it's relevant to the tweet. So for instance, on the Twitter Smarter Twitter chat I host every Thursday at one o'clock Eastern, we talk about a lot of tools like Buffer, like the joke at the beginning of this. Yeah. Um, I will be sure that if we're talking about one of these tools that I'm going to tag them because I want them to know we're talking about them. Hmm. And many times they'll hop right in during the live chat and converse with us. And people are like, oh my God, you see this? Buffer just joined in while we're still in the chat. That How cool. Like it's very impressive for customer service, right? Mm. So I want to make sure if we're talking about someone, we tag them. And many times if someone is tweeting and they forget to tag, many times I'll come behind them and reply and say, oh yes, I love at Buffer too, because they just said Buffer, not at Buffer, right? Mm. So tagging has its pros, but it also has its cons. You want to be careful and you don't want to tag just to tag. It will upset people. They'll yeah. follow you. They may even block you and you do not want that. No. <laughs> yeah. 
That would so be stop the worst. tagging me. Stop tagging me, Philip. I will. <laughs> well, you, well, you have never answered me anyway. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have him on mute. I'm mute. Yeah. You know. Um, we 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 have a few more questions and uh, to ask you, Madeline, and then we leave you go. And listen, thank you so much for your time because we know yeah. uh, you, your Absolutely. time is valuable. I love so, talking about um, Twitter. So. Uh, we mentioned earlier, um, I suppose, the power of Twitter lists and uh, just private and public. But I suppose, give us your thoughts on some of the advantages of creating Twitter lists for business. I love Twitter lists. I've been using them for so long because, it, as I said earlier, it's a great way to curate your feed. So instead of relying on the home feed, which is all we get from Twitter mm-hmm. as a default, there's so much in there. It clutters up. Instead, I can say, okay, let me create a list of just the top social media marketers I want to pay attention to. Let me create a list of my clients. Let me create a list of my competitors. It, it will default to it being a public list, but I have the option of making it private. So I have a mix. I have a bunch of private ones and a bunch of public ones. Public is great when you've put together a great list and you want to share it with the world. Like for instance, when we talked about conferences and events and hashtags, um, when you're putting on an event and you've got all these speakers, go create a public Twitter list of all the speakers. Just go put all the speakers in it and let everybody know, Hey, we created this list of all of our speakers. People can subscribe to your public list. And that is a great way to help people out because they did all the heavy lifting. They did all the hard work. Mm. You can just hit subscribe. And now I can easily access all the speakers and see their tweets in one spot. So there's a lot of power in that. Um, I, I do have some articles I've written about Twitter lists. So if anybody is not really too sure, like how to set it up and how to make these really effective, uh, if you go to my website, madelinesclar.com slash Twitter list, um, I have a really great how-to article and it gives you lots of advice on um, the different kinds of lists you can put together, uh, lots of examples. Um, you'll find that using Twitter lists will make Twitter so much easier to consume because you can break this all down. You can organize it. Twitter even went so far to adding a great feature on on, uh, mobile where you can pin your top five lists. So that way you can easily access them instead of having to go search for them. You know, you click on lists and they're in a a weird order and you have to like, like if you're like me and you have lots and lots of lists, it can be really hard to go back and find them. So you can actually pen your top five and very quickly and easily find those. So there's so much you could do with Twitter lists that I think Mm. is, is a very underutilized feature, but Mm. can really make Twitter so much more organized and more fun for you because it just you you can just put all these together and easily surf through and see what people are talking about yeah because i always say you can use the twitter list like nearly like a shopping list you know i know people think what and i'm going yeah because like if you're interested in say you have a hobby or it's a business um topic that you're interested in you can have those accounts in there and then quickly go have a look so, you know, um, I mean, I, I don't have a baking list. I keep telling Philip I don't have a baking list. Every show, Madeline, uh, anyone <laughs> talks about cooking or baking. Uh-huh. 
So in this case, you probably would Twitter this for all your ingredients, Seymour. Is that probably what you're saying? That's actually quite a good one. I'll do that. I'll do that. And then I'll be Twitter smarter. Um, oh, <laughs> and Well, I know Philip does want to be Twitter smarter. But, uh, um, you know, uh, we were talking earlier about Twitter chats uh, and hours, and I actually created one here called uh, for a county in Ireland called Meath, and I called it Meath Biz Hour. Um, I think you're following it, Madeline. Um, and, um, you know, to have one yourself called Twitter Smarter is a fantastic idea. Um, how, how do people get it, you know, so that they're thinking, oh, I want to maybe get involved in your Twitter Smarter chat. How do they go about doing that? Well, easiest thing is just hop on Twitter and go to the hashtag at the time of the live chat. You know, chats are typically once a week, uh, sometimes or once a month. So find out, you know, when the chat happens. And it's usually a one hour live tweet chat. Basically people are, are tweeting with the hashtag and that's how you're able to, to see all the tweets. So you have to follow the hashtag. So you can go to Twitter on I always recommend desktop because mobile, if it's a fast moving chat, it can be very hard to keep up on mobile. Um, you just put in the hashtag in the search. There's also tools like Hootsuite and TweetDeck that make it a little bit easier. So you could, you know, if you use one of those, they have columns, like one column can be your tweets, one column can be your mentions. You mm -hmm. can put a column in there for the hashtags. You can put a pound Twitter smarter. You could put a column. I always recommend whether you use those tools and do the columns, or if you're just going to do it off of twitter.com, have a couple of browser tabs open. You want one for the host. So that would be me on Twitter Smarter. So that way you don't miss the questions. Mm -hmm. And then you can put one for the guests so you don't miss their tweets. Because if you just look at the hashtag only, it can move very, very fast. And mm -hmm. it can be very easy to kind of get lost in the conversation. Yes. Um, now there is a, a free site that makes it a little bit easier is called T, the letter T, chat.io. So T, chat.io. And you go there and you log into your Twitter through that site and then you put in the hashtag. And you can literally, during that live chat, just sit there and in real time, all the tweets just come down the page and you can wow. just see them all. And next to each tweet, you can, there's a little heart, there's a little retweet button, there's a reply mm. button. You can just, you know, click hearts, heart, hearts to like tweets. You can reply. And the beauty is if you use it to reply, it will automatically put the hashtag in because if you're new to Twitter chats, the hardest thing to remember is to put the hashtag in every tweet yeah. because during that one hour, I'm only looking at pound Twitter smarter. I'm not even really looking at my notifications as much. So if you're like tweeting me, during that hour and you don't put that hashtag in, I'm really not gonna notice it till later. I'm just hyper-focused on hashtag tweets. So yeah. it's very easy to be new and not remember to do that. And you're like, hi, I'm Madeline, I'm here, pound Twitter smarter. So we, oh, hey Madeline, see you're here, nice mm -hmm. to meet you. And yes. then you're tweeting, you're tweeting, you're tweeting. You're like, why is nobody replying? And at the very end, I've seen this happen so many times, the very end, <laughs> OMG, I've been here this whole time tweeting, but nobody saw it because I forgot to put pound Twitter smarter. So it's really important. <laughs> the hashtag is yeah. how this whole thing works. It all revolves around that. Right. Well, Madeline, it has been, um, I can't believe that our interview is coming to an end. It's been an absolute blast. Uh, you've given so much insight and yeah. knowledge on Twitter. Uh, like the, um, I love that Twitter threads. I'll have to check, kind of start doing that. That's cool. It's really uh, cool. That is cool. Um, 
so yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic having you with us today. Um, thank you so much for your time and sharing your, your knowledge uh, with our audience. Um, if you enjoyed today's show, you can catch it again and other shows on the Let's Get Social Show podcast on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and on Dublin South of M. So please do download and subscribe. Um, I suppose all I can say is thank you again so much, Madeline, for being with us here on Let's Get Social. Until next time, I've been Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. And Madeline, I want to say your joke was really good. And uh, do come yeah. back again. <laughs> do come back. Thank you, and thank give you him a, for having me. Give, give him a run for his money. Um, and <laughs> all I can say to finish off is I've been Eber Duffy of Fit Social Media, your social media personal trainer. And of course, I've been uh, Philip Twyford, the Curly Marketer. And we will, of course, see you next time for Let's Get Social. So take care. Bye. Cool. Madeline, thank you so much. Absolutely. That was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And, uh,